Highly Enthused, a shortcut to things worth consuming, presented by two women named Sophie who spend too long on the internet. I'm Sophie Roberts. And I'm Sophie McComas. Welcome back. It's Highly Enthused. And we are, well, I'm actually cold, but otherwise enthusiastic. <laughs> it is a windy day. We are hoping the weather does not intrude in our recording, but glad to be here, folks. How are you? What have you been up to? Oh, pretty good. Been bathing for really long amounts of time like two and a half hours that's the correct amount of time yeah it's like three refills of hot water <laughs> worth that's <laughs> good your hot water's good been spending money on books been making meatballs been going to the office a little bit more which has been which has been actually great i've figured out that yes that that is nice actually yeah <laughs> um going to the office i definitely don't want to do it when i get out of bed to go and then at the end of the day i'm like oh that was good that was good for me i feel recharged yeah having seen other people <laughs> outside of me and so just sitting in a proper chair like at the end that of the day on my true. kitchen table or my dining chair i'm like oh, that really hurts my back <laughs> what about you what have you been up to well I don't really know what I've been doing. I feel like I've just been scrolling Instagram for hours. It's not healthy. It's not a good thing. Are you trying to scroll less or are you just like, whatever? I haven't done anything about it. My screen time notifications feel like a tax on me personally because they're so bad. But I just can't. It'll get better when the weather's warmer. I have been enjoying the first little signs of spring that are kind of poking their head around. So there's, I think we were walking down the street the other day and I stopped and was like, <gasps> Jasmine. I can smell jasmine, <laughs> which is the best smell in the world. If you've never been to Sydney in early spring or late winter, the entire city just smells like jasmine and it's yeah, heaven. That is a great time of year. Oh, and the other really exciting thing that happened to me this week is I saw whales off Coogee. Yay! Which was, I hadn't seen them all winter, and then I saw this one that was just splashing about, having a great time, kept jumping out of the water. It was before I went to work. I was like... This is a really good day. So that, that makes you glad that you got out of bed and went for a little walk. It did. It did. And also I just always get really emotional when I see whales. Something about them just like awes me. I'm like, they're so beautiful and wild. And so I just like had a little spiritual moment with the whale. And then I went back to my house and worked for a little while. So, I mean, it's not bad, I guess. There's things to be doing. Majestic. Majestic is the word. Well, we have a listener rec. We're back on the listener rec train. Please DM us your awesome recommendations on anything at all just anything sophie from instagram there are a lot of sophies on the highland Enthused instagram which we love to see <laughs> she recommended a recipe that is and i quote a delightful fusion of indian italian and middle eastern flavors that is a lot of fusion <laughs> but it's some someone that you love already nourish by noor oh yeah she's so good yeah her Dal curry noodles with curry leaf sambal. Ooh. Yeah, they're like thick, flat, papadelle-ish style noodles, mm. but with this dal sambal curry vibe. Yum. Yeah. Good recommendation, Sophie. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Well, speaking of delicious things to eat, what have you been eating this week? Okay, this is a hot wreck because I just <laughs> ate this this morning. <laughs> <laughs> it is off the presses, fresh off the presses. So been obsessed with this cafe in... Uh, Dali Chill, which I'm sorry, but my recommendations are quite localized at the moment, but <laughs> that's cool. It's called Small Talk Coffee and Snacks, which is such a good name. Such a good name. Snacks. Focus. It's on the main road. Like there is nothing around it except houses and just a little line of people standing socially distant, waiting to order their food. And I had this morning this donut that was like... <laughs> 
It was like a religious experience, this donut. So I was just sitting there on the counter. Like, they've got all their beautiful pastries. They make focaccia. They make bagels, really been, light, twisted bagels. I want to do the journey just to get the focaccia because I fucking love focaccia. Yeah, the focaccia is all time. And this donut was just sitting there. It has a little, like, red dollop on the top of jam. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get that donut right there. <laughs> and I got it. And it's, like, this chewy, delicious... It's not, I, I initially thought it was sourdough, but I checked it's not. It's just like overproved, it's proved overnight really slowly. So it's got that amazing chew to mm. it. And it's just filled with this rhubarb jam. Oh, rhubarb. Yeah, That's rhubarb. amazing. Because I don't like, I don't often don't love a jam donut, but rhubarb takes it to a new place. Well, and it's not really, it's not really jam. It's kind of just like stewed rhubarb. So it's like mm. tangy. It's not overly sweet. And you just break it open and it just like surges forth this wave of this, <laughs> of this rhubarb jam. And I was just sitting there. I was like, I really hope Scott doesn't ask for a bite. Because I really don't want to give one. <laughs> so delicious. Honestly, it blew my mind. Now I'm quite annoyed because I'm going to have to get one like every single time I go there. Oh, how hard. What a tough life for you. <laughs> Get one, get five. I'm sorry I didn't get you one, so. I know, I was disappointed. I messaged you. I was like, oh my God, they look great. You're like, ugh, yeah. <laughs> really I mean, should no. have. And they'll have sold out by the time you get to Dollar Chill. <laughs> Honestly, seek these donuts out. Seek it all out. Small talk coffee and snacks, the rhubarb donuts, but anything really off that counter. Yeah. All about that. You'll probably see Sophie there, waiting. Just like in ecstasy with my face donut. covered in rhubarb and sugar. <laughs> What about you? Um, okay, so I have another new dinner party favorite, though this one has a little bit yeah, what more. What are you talking about? You've been dinner partying. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, okay, so I've been dinner. That's what I've been doing. I've been dinner partying and whale watching and bathing as well, as always. So I've been doing lots of stuff I just couldn't remember. So, yeah, had some people over for dinner last night. So this is also hot off the presses. <laughs> They're all very immediate recommendations this week, guys. Um, and so this is a recipe for fennel scented braised squid and aioli. I got it from this really great food blog, um, a dinner document by this writer, Rebecca Mate Johnson. And she's one of those, you know, those Instagram follows where you're like, how did I end up following you? I don't know the path that led me here, but she's a delight. I have never seen this food blog. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like a really classic food blog, just a little story about who she cooked it for and why, and then talks about the dish and then gives you the recipe. So like a food blog. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for explaining what food blogs are. <laughs> That's why you guys come to this podcast for this up to the minute hot content. Um, but she just has a really lovely writing style and all of her recipes are kind of really lovely, simple things that are delicious and sort of elegant in that kind of old fashioned English way. Mm. Like they're not super trendy or of the minute. They're just really classic is and she beautiful home in cooking. England, sorry? Yeah, yeah. She's, she's based in the UK. I don't actually think London, I think outside of London, but definitely UK based. Sort of reminiscent of like Rochelle Canteen or St. John, that kind of cooking. Mm. Um, so think things like celeriac gratin, lamb chops and punterelle grains, or this recipe. I don't cook with squid very much. It's not really an ingredient I reach for. And normally if I was going to have it, I'd think like I'll fry it or grill it, kind of something more summery. Um, but we're having this kind of cold snap in Sydney. It's quite windy and chilly, even though all you want is for it to feel like spring. So I thought this was a kind of nice sort of stepping stone into the warmer weather. So it's pretty simple. The trickiest part was I bought the squid like uncleaned and I had to confront that. So I watched a lot of YouTube <laughs> videos and then spent my lunch break on Friday like peeling membranes of squid, which was confronting, but I feel very accomplished as a cook now that I've done that. So you sort of cook off onions, fennel and garlic, just sweat it down till it's really soft. Then it's tomato paste, saffron and soaking liquid. You soak it in some boiling water. Mm. 
fennel seeds, um, tomato, oh, did I say tomato paste already? Well, um, fennel seeds, tomato paste, and then crushed tin tomatoes and some water. And then you add in the chopped squid um, and then you just sort of let it bubble gently on the stove for an hour while you whip up an aioli, which I did by hand with a whisk, which I always think won't take as long as it does. And it always takes like a lot of arm power so satisfying to do. When it comes together very like but, mm. yeah so satisfying um and so we had this with this beautiful focaccia that my friend made and some really delicious potatoes and a ridiculous salad but i think if i was to do it again i'd make like golden chili breadcrumbs mm. um and a sort of gremolatory cheats sort you of you want some crunchiness yes yeah, so a little bit of well, the focaccia worked perfectly for it but like I'm not going to make focaccia most of the time. I just enjoyed it because someone else made it. Um, but I feel like crunchy breadcrumbs and a like tizzingy sauce on top would be really lovely with it as well. It's yum. just really yum and totally different to the kind of food I normally cook. And the squid just gets really soft and lovely in the in the braising liquid. And it's really most of the effort is just leaving it on the stove and letting it sort of bubble away. Oh so my God, this blog looks great. It's glorious. It's really beautiful. So that's um, fennel scented braised squid and aioli. And I got it from a dinner document by Rebecca Mae Johnson, highly recommend. So it's like a twofer there. You get the blog recommendation and the recipe recommendation. More blogs. People should start blogging again. That's what newsletters are. It's just everyone being like, oh, we can trick you into having a blog again. <laughs> just a blog that's delivered to you every week. All right. What have you read, watched, or listened to this week? So this is a recommendation which I stumbled across recently and didn't get it for myself but I bought it for my mother-in-law it's have a go series which is a magazine collaboration between the chef joe barrett who is a cook at or she is the chef um, <laughs> at oak ridge wines the, the yep. winery in victoria and photographer yana langhorst and eat they've only had one so far but I think yeah, there's definitely more coming each edition is like a printed magazine that's a kind of technical but really photographically beautiful guide on how to make something that sounds quite complicated, mm. but they just really break it down. And Amazing. The whole magazine's dedicated to that one thing, so it's quite in-depth. The first issue was on how to make feta or fromage blanc, and the photos are absolutely beautiful. They're just like the way dripping down from the cheese, the scoop of the curd, just Amazing. this really gorgeous in-depth study of one thing and a really great gift for someone who's lo who's in lockdown who has a bit of time up their sleeve yeah we've all dreamed about being a cheesemonger yes we discussed this today. yes <laughs> <laughs> we've all had that dream now is the time to make that a reality yeah you have to buy a little bit of equipment i think a little bit of rennet and stuff like that but that's what internet shopping is for <laughs> exactly and now my beautiful mother-in-law has like eight tubs of amazing handmade feta in her fridge amazing. <laughs> and we worked out that it was equivalent to like 80 dollars worth of meredith dairy incredible <laughs> Um, which is going to last them a long time. So that's really, really cool. I'm excited for the next series to come out. It's the Have a Go series. We'll link to it in our newsletter, but definitely it's only about $20 for the, for the issue. Definitely awesome. worth exploring. Great. What about you? So I have a book recommendation because that's all I do. If I can remember what I do, it's read. So the book is Euphoria by Lily King. 
I actually recently read her current book that's come out um, called Writers and Lovers, and I really enjoyed it. It's been getting quite a lot of hype, sort of seen it around, seen it on the old Instagram. Um, but then I actually saw someone on Twitter be like, look, I get that this is, you know, everyone's loving this book, but I just loved her book Euphoria so much. I just can't ever love anything else she writes as much as that one. And I was like, okay, well, I'll check that one out instead. And as soon as I read it, I was like, I get this. I think it came out either in 2014 or 2016. So it's been out for a little while and it's set primarily in New Guinea in the 1930s. And it's basically about a love sort of triangle between these three anthropologists who are studying these remote tribes in New Guinea. It reminds me a little bit of some Anne Patchett books that I've read. Mm. But just the length, like the description of the landscape and sort of like you you just like, it's like watching a movie. You know those books where when you're reading it, you're just like, you're in. You are sucked straight in. You're in the world. You can smell it. You can like feel it. It's just glorious. So the central character is this um, woman named Nell, but it's told from the perspective of this um, other anthropologist, this man who sort of falls in love with her. Um, and she's working with her husband. Um, and they've just spent a few months with this horrible tribe that they really didn't like who were really aggressive and like murder all their children. Like they always murdered their firstborn child and twins. It was just like a really brutal kind of tribe. And then they end up going and visiting and staying with this other tribe. And that's all this sort of stuff unfolds, but just the writing is gorgeous. It just like sucked me in. It's quite a short book. So it's just sort of, you could kind of gobble it up in an afternoon or a couple of afternoons. And apparently um, the character of Nell, the central character is loosely based on some of the work of an actual anthropologist, Margaret Mead, which is a name I'd heard about, but Mm. didn't um, know much about. So I ended up then falling down a Wikipedia rabbit hole reading about her, as is traditional. Um, so yeah. But it was great. Just really like gripping and just a whole different world. It was just so nice to escape into a place that was so foreign to my current life mm. and just be on a different in a different kind of world. It sounds like that book, um, A Visit to Don Otavio. Yes. The Mexican one where she's in the 1930s female yeah. traveler in Mexico. So vivid and like yeah, the just, smells. And, just wonderful. Mm. Um, so yeah, Euphoria by Lily King. That Check great. that one out. Nice. All right. What are we doing or buying this week? Well, thank you uh, to the lovely listeners who have gently prodded me into giving up some baby stuff recommendations. <laughs> which it was going to happen. extremely <laughs> hesitant to do because A, not an expert or even close to being knowledgeable <laughs> about this but luckily have lots of friends who've had babies and have recommended me stuff so i want to thank karina for this recommendation who's just had a, a really a better cute than baby boy best and less baby clothes man <laughs> like what is the hell what you visualized when we started the podcast that these are the kind of recommendations this is, this is making a trip to the high street and the low streets <laughs> it is the first time i've Actually, I never have stepped foot in a Best and Less, actually, because I bought these online. <laughs> they're just really, really cheap. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sure they're not sustainably made or, like, you know, that ethical. But um, they're really well-priced and they are really nice. They have right. really great colours, like all these pretty earthy, I don't know, like OT, tealy, <laughs> OT. terracotta-y, <laughs> sandy colours. Which I'm into. Like um, an Instagram Byron Bay mom. Yeah, yeah, Murphy, <laughs> that's me. Um, just stick kind of steering clear of the patterns. 
ones. And yeah, they're really good. And you can get like heaps of them. I think you, you know, apparently you need like lots of singlets <laughs> and like lots of stuff. And I, these are like $3 each. I love the expertise you're bringing here. Like apparently yeah. babies need a lot of clothes. Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> so, you know, I'm just telling you, take a look at best less baby clothes. <laughs> I've got a couple of things that I will link to specifically in there. There is definitely a lot of shit in Best and Less. But, um, yeah, it's a surprise and a joy <laughs> to discover that. So thank you, Karina. And I'll, I promise this will not be a baby podcast. But if I do find anything very, very, very good, I will let you guys know. So okay, it can be a hint. partial baby podcast. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> Up to Maybe you. It's like it's like wafts of baby coming, like a, a slight. It's baby scented, much like your fennel scented, fennel scented squid. This is baby scented. A baby scented podcast. Do you smell good? Or not really. <laughs> We're gonna find out. This and more to be revealed come late November. What have you bought or done this week, sir? Well, I've also bought something. We've established you haven't done anything. No, I haven't done. I've done shit all. Just fucking staring at my phone like every other sucker on the planet. So I know I said last week that the heater I purchased was the biggest game changer for my home life this winter. What have you bought now? Like a doona or something? (laughs) Well, I've always had a doona. Bedding I've always been good with. No, I bought myself a soda stream. Oh yeah, life changer. Yeah, total life changer. So the background to this is I have quite a small kitchen and I don't have like a lot of appliances. I don't have a food presser. I don't have like a KitchenAid or anything. I make do with kind of all the lo-fi versions. But one Christmas, my mum bought both of my sister's soda streams and did not buy me one. And she's like, well, your kitchen's small. I was like, I'll fucking make space for a soda stream. <laughs> Marie, Paul Marina's like, never live that down. Marina Roberts is just sitting there going, all the things I gave you. And the first mention on the podcast is I didn't buy you a soda stream. <laughs> So like many years later, I finally like cracked and taken, um, taken it into my own hands. I think I just missed sitting in wine bars, just drinking endless sparkling water while you wait for your friend to arrive. Um, so I've recreated that feeling at home. It's so, so good. So good. So I bought it from Kitchen Warehouse. I did some research, looked at a few different models. Kitchen... I didn't know there were different models. Yeah, there are different models. Mine is like, looks a little bit like a spaceship. It's very simple. You just push it down until the light of the... Th- I like real bubbly, bubbly water. So you wait till the like three little bubbles light up and then you've got it extra bubbly like I like it. I got it from the Kitchen Warehouse online store. I'm sure you can get it lots of other places as well. And the one I got is the Source Element Drink Maker in black. It's quite sleek. Fits nicely in my kitchen actually. <laughs> There's a little spot for it uh, next to my uh, spices. And yeah, it's just... I'm so hydrated. (laughs) I don't think I've ever been this hydrated in my life, which is also good because it means I actually get up from my desk and go to the bathroom, which I had not been doing. I'd just been like sitting there, a dry husk hunched in my (laughs) chair at my computer for weeks and weeks on end. And now I am fresh and hydrated and moving my body around. So yeah, it's good when you're like, if you want to have a day without drinking or whatever, you can just mix it with some like syrup or something refreshing just anything just even a lemon lemon just um, bloody lemon just bloody lemon i've got blood oranges at the moment so i've been putting blood orange juice in topping it with a little bit of lemon Mm -hmm. uh i sent this in the newsletter last week but i made up that chai recipe and didn't have any milk chilled it down topped it with a little bit of soda that was really delicious a little squeeze of lemon in there as well that is like totally taking your recommendation and transforming it it's just a little (laughs) remix it's the remix edition (laughs) so guys get a soda stream you will look at everything in your kitchen and go what can i add to the soda water what can i have as a sparkling refreshing beverage change your life 
Excellent. Great. Okay. What time is it now? Five. 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 Yay. <laughs> I'm going first this week. I know. Go. How fast can you do it? Okay. Number one. Great wrap. That's what it's called. It is a cornstarch-based compostable cling wrap. Amazing. Yes. So it was actually started by that amazing winemaker, Geordie Kay. So he and his wife, Julia, started this new business and it's fully compostable. It breaks down faster than orange peel. Amazing. You can put it in your worm farm. Do you have a worm farm? No, but if I did, (laughs) I would feed those worms this wrap. I I don't think there's a fully compostable one out there yet. That's incredible. There are like biodegradable ones, but apparently they're actually still made of plastic. Yeah, that just means they break down into those microplastics we've heard so much about that is terrible. So fucked. Yeah. I didn't know that. The plastics industry is a tricky beast. Mm. (laughs) So crazy. My Inner West Council has just announced that they're starting a food scrap collection. Oh, that's awesome. Every week. How good. So they like supply a bin and everything. So that's awesome. But yeah, great wrap. Get on it. Drinks actually stocks this, so you can have it delivered like that same day. <laughs> but you can buy it on the Great Wrap website. Awesome. Second one, meatballs. I had some friends over for lunch last Sunday and just had this like craving for spaghetti and meatballs. It's sometimes it happens. Is that yeah. your only pregnancy craving? No, my pregnancy cravings would be very cereal based. <laughs> <laughs> um, but these were so good, and I think well, oh, this is very obvious, but like. The quality of the mints, <laughs> like obviously, <laughs> makes it so much better. And I got this Shocking. incredible meat from Whole Beast Butchery, which is in Marrickville. Amazing, amazing butcher. Um, just one guy, Marcus, like doing it all himself. He ground it for me. Oh like, my god, to amazing! Order on the spot. Um, but this is a gourmet traveler recipe. The spaghetti con polpette. They have pine nuts in the meatballs. Yum. Which is really good. Because they'd be like fatty and delicious. Super fatty. Like the fattier the better. Do you grind up the pine no. nuts or just put them in whole? No, just oh. put them in whole. Yeah, so you get these like little bites of pine nut throughout it. Super herby. The sugo is just like simple as a little mm. bit of red wine, garlic, onion, lots of herbs. It was just old school delicious. Yum. I really recommend this recipe. They had a mix of pork and veal, but I just used pork and beef because mm-hmm. that's what they had at Whole Beast. And far out, it made so much. Like when there was four of us, four of us for lunch and I ate it like, still for the next like two days after that. Um, <laughs> bloody good. Thank you, Gourmet Traveler, for that one. Next one is one for our friends in Melbourne, the Lagoon Dining Fried Chicken Roll. Oh yeah, I looked at this one. I saw you, Lincoln. I want to eat it so This badly. is an amazing restaurant in Carlton. One of the chefs was a friend of mine from school, actually, and we've done a bit of work with them, but they, in lockdown, have created this, like, express menu. Mm-hmm. Obviously, all restaurants are closed in, in Victoria right now, but it's got this massive, like, thick fried chicken, super golden and crispy, with salted green chili mayo, which sounds oh, so delicious, yeah. and slaw, and you can get fries with it with this, like, amazing spice salt that they do. You can get it delivered to your house if you're in Melbourne. Seriously, get on these. They look friggin' amazing, and I'm really jealous. <laughs> no delivery to Sydney at this time. <laughs> I mean, fair. That would be quite a logistical challenge. <laughs> yeah. So please tag us if you eat one, and we'll be salivating. Number four, such a good story on the New York Times on the Leap of Dance Academy in Lagos in Nigeria. Apparently 20 million people have seen this video that went viral of mm. this gorgeous 11 year old boy 
pirouetting in the rain. Yeah, it's in, amazing. In Nigeria. Really talented, amazing ballet, ballerina. And it just blew up and exposed this tiny little ballet school yeah. in Lagos, with her, which has 12 students, taught by a teacher, Daniel, who self-taught himself how to dance ballet after becoming obsessed with Save the Last Dance and taught himself how to dance over YouTube. That's incredible. So awesome. And he just has these 12 students teaching them how to dance. Like ballet is not a thing in Nigeria or Mm. Africa in general. A lot of people are really suspicious about it because of the costumes and things like that. But he just has this little group of students. He like has them to his apartment, which only has electricity twice a week. Oh my God. Decorates it all with like colorful backgrounds and stuff. And since this video went viral, all these millions of people saw it and found out about this dance academy. They've had all these inquiry from um, the American Ballet Theater, the New York City Ballet. It's incredible. People that are offering to like sponsor them to, you know, give them amazing training. Um, and it's just such a great story. I really recommend looking at it. The photos are so incredible. These kids are really good dancers. Yeah, no, like I think part of the reason it went viral, so I did ballet growing up and I was watching him do the pirouettes and I was like, fuck, he's really good. Like that's not, no. it's not easy. Barefoot in a fucking like rain filled alleyway. Like He's 11. Double pirouetting. Yeah, no, like the talent is incredible. So great. And he doesn't just teach them ballet, but he tutors them on their homework and like really supports all aspects of their lives. So yeah, definitely look at that it's the leap of dance academy story on the new york times and just taking a little baby one for the last fast five (laughs) which a gorgeous reader ella recommended to me thank you and i think i am extremely late to the party on this but it's a website called the memo and it's just a like highly highly curated um (laughs) edit of great stuff for babies and maternity and birth and all that stuff um (laughs) the lack of commitment you seem to have to the process that you are two-thirds of the way through is amazing hey i'm committed it's it's there it's in me Um, there's no backing out yeah there's like i guess there's so much stuff out there for kids Mm. and it's really overwhelming like so overwhelming just like old bloody dummies and all of it (laughs) This just has one kind in a few different colors yeah. and it's meant to be awesome. Like really well chosen stuff. My list is extremely long on this website. So check it out. Thememo.com, I think. The memo. I'm actually splitting this between this and Facebook marketplace <laughs> and best and less. <laughs> so it's good to have a range. Yeah. This is where the money is going it's right the splurge now. area and then the, the standbys. Exactly. What about you? Fast five. Hit me. Okay. So the first one is a alcohol recommendation it's for vermouth negro by casa mariel mm. i saw it in dan murphy's yesterday and i noticed it before a friend of mine brought it to a house party once um and i bought it because it makes me feel like i'm in a tiny bar in the back streets of barcelona or madrid just like having a vermouth and soda it is so vermouth is just sort of the spanish way of saying vermouth but it is a very particular kind they tend to be like darker fortified wines um they are designed they're not really the sort of thing you'd put into a negroni though i guess you could try it now that I've said that, I'm kind of intrigued at the thought. But they're fortified with various botanicals. Um, this one, the Casamarial one, is made in Catalonia. And it's distilled with botanicals that include green walnuts, rosemary, thyme, orange peel, wormwood, and cardamom. Yum, that's so delicious, that stuff. It's so good. Um, last night, 
as a little um, aperitif, we had sort of for the vermouth, soda, and orange, blood orange, just a segment of blood orange in there. So delicious. Really low alcohol as well. Like it's a liter bottle and it has, I think, 12 standard drinks in it or less. So you can sort of drink one with uh, no danger of getting too drunk. Just really lovely. So that's Vermouth Negro Casamario. And like I said, I saw it, got it in Dan Murphy's, so you can find it in most places. My second recommendation from the Fast Five is a Twitter follow. Normally, Twitter is a place of depression, doom scrolling, and like horrible political news. Um, but this woman, Rachel Syme, is a really good value add. She's a writer for The New Yorker. But I actually have been following her for quite a long time. She does some really beautiful writing about fragrance and perfumes. Ooh, and she used to always do niche. this thing. Yeah, very niche. She had a really great newsletter around it. But she used to do this thing called Perfume Genie, where you'd give her a description of how you want to feel. And she'd recommend a fragrance for you. It's actually how I found one of my favorite perfumes. I gave her like a description and she recommended this really beautiful um, Italian brand I'd never heard of before. But yeah, her Twitter account is a total joy. And she's had these really wonderful threads during during COVID like sort of about like the things she misses in New York and all of this stuff and one concept that she kind of wrote this really beautiful pay into is the joy of doing the city fuck around so she describes it like a thing I really miss is the city fuck around where you go into Manhattan to run a dumb errand but then are like why don't I just stroll for a bit and somehow hours later you find yourself gin tipsy in a Sephora putting on a full face <laughs> other things that could theoretically happen during a city fuck around dollar pizza matinee movie you found out was playing less than 15 minutes before the purchase of outfit you will never wear but have big plans for drinks with whatever friend lives close by and who answers your texts and I was like oh yes that feeling of just being like oh I have a dentist appointment at 11 a.m and then afterwards you just are in a neighborhood you don't normally go to and just like find yourself buying a book that you've just spotted in a shop or like run into someone on the corner and you end up having lunch with them and just like that spontaneity and joy of being in a big city which is dead now yeah it doesn't exist we tried to go out last saturday night after seeing a show which in itself sounds crazy (laughs) it's in these current times to go to four different places couldn't get in anywhere i know and just that like the joy of the randomness and that's what even though there's lots of really nice things about my life and the time that 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 spontaneity and freedom of just like who knows what will happen i just really enjoy her she i always love seeing what she writes on twitter and and it's actually someone who seems to make the experience of being on that hell website enjoyable instead of depressing consider yourself followed rachel syme fantastic so my third recommendation this is because i've spent all my life fucking staring at instagram but it is the lex pot twist candle If you have any overlap in your feeds with me, you will have seen these all over Instagram. All the good colors are sold out. I know. If there's such a thing as an it candle, this is one. And (laughs) it it is is definitely a thing. Yes, it is a thing. And and this thing. Is it really dumb to spend $65 on a candle during an economic depression? Sure. Sure, it's not the most uh, sensible purchase I've ever made, but it does give me a certain amount of joy to have this silly item sitting on my side table where I go am I going to burn it today maybe not today have you burned again no not yet <laughs> it's an objet or something I guess it's like not scented so it's not like a it's not like a fragrance it's just purely aesthetic yep so you either lit or unlit it's there for the ambience rather than the uh, scent which color did you get I got like I got the peach because I'm a cliche <laughs> 
Uh, but no, it's a Lex Pot Twist Candle. I bought mine online from Jolie Laid, which is a shop in Melbourne, and they deliver. Um, I'm sure you'll be able to find them wherever you buy dumb, silly, fun things that are very popular on Instagram. I think there's a lot of rip-offs now too. Yeah, guys, you can find it. You'll be fine. <laughs> um, okay, the my fourth recommendation is a beauty product I purchased recently. It's the Kaya Weiss Cream Foundation Compact. I picked this up at our fave facialist, Luna Apothecary, the other week. And it's this really, really lovely like cream foundation concealer that comes in a compact. And the company is super focused on sustainability. So it's this really lovely model. When you buy the product for the first time, you pay more and you get uh, the, the compact for it. They even have like lipsticks that it's the same principle and then you just buy refills and the refills come in paper pans so they're completely like recyclable or compostable when you oh, finish more them products should do this yeah um, and so when you buy it the first time it's like 110 and then the refills are 70 so like you just keep refilling and they, they have like a full range they've got highlighters they've got bronzers they've got cream blush they've got uh, lipstick in a little tube that you can just keep refilling it's fantastic um, so like they're not super cheap, obviously, but you know, the tinted moisturizer I buy is more expensive. Um, and this is, it's quite a similar consistency to the RMS uncover up if oh, yeah. you've ever used that. Um, so you sort of like dab it with your finger and kind of like press it into your skin, but it's just gorgeous. The color range, if you're in darker skin tones, I don't think is fantastic they do have some darker skin tones but you know i'm sure it could be improved but they do have quite a sort of range in the sort of mid to light tones i really love it i've been really enjoying it i've just been using it kind of as a spot concealer and you can build up quite a lot of coverage but it doesn't look cakey or weird it's quite natural looking which is really nice so that's the kaya weiss cream foundation compact and last but not least a food recommendation for the yala chocolate mousse mm. If you don't live in Australia, you might not know of Yala. It is a brand that does like dips. I'm obsessed with banana yogurt. Oh, I've never tried that. It's really good. Yogurts. Um, but my favorite is the chocolate mousse. It is one of those like purchases I always make like right at the end of my shop, just like when I crack and I'm really hungry and I've been shopping and I'm like, fuck it, I'll just get some. <laughs> But it is something you can literally. I've served for dessert when I've had a dinner party. So where I took I a dessert and put it in little bowls and put, you know, some. I don't know, like a little sweet cracker or a wafer or a raspberries or something to make it look fancy. But I genuinely do just eat it out of the <laughs> packet with a spoon. And actually a friend of mine, Elsa, is currently pregnant and she ended up calling them to check and the eggs are pasteurized so it's pregnancy safe. Oh, brilliant. Um, I respected the hustle of actually calling, calling them directly to find out. Yeah, she's doing a better job of that than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you know as well. It is delicious. It is a great little sweet treat. Uh, you can find it in the supermarket. So that is Yala Chocolate Mousse. And that is it. That's my five. Yum. Great five. Well, great, ten. great, well, a great episode all round. <laughs> <laughs> well done, us. Uh, if you like what you hear, you should follow us on Instagram for more great content. It's highly enthused at Instagram. You can email us, highlyenthused at gmail.com. And obviously, if you want any of these wonderful recommendations arriving in your inbox, you can sign up for our newsletter at highlyenthused.substack.com. I think that's it. That's the whole spiel. We'll be back in two weeks. And we can't wait. See you then. Bye. Bye.